Hey everybody, it's Don, interrupting your eighth favorite podcast to let you know that Welcome to the Jingle will be recording our first ever live episode at Indian Ladder Farms in Altamont, New York on Saturday, August 19th, 2023 from 12 to 1 p.m. That's right, the Caitlin Kay and I will be at Indian Ladder Farms to review their local jingles as we sip on cider, chug a brewski, and munch on them crispy apples. But that's not all. You see, this is your chance to be part of the podcast because we're inviting you, our adoring fans, to join us on the air. Now, how's this going to work? Just like this. You bring us a recording of a jingle you think we'll love, or maybe we'll hate, and then we'll review it right on the spot. Now, the show will be recorded live from 12 to 1, but get there early if you want to sign up and join us on the air. This is a free event, and of course, all the delectable delights that Indian Ladder Farms has to offer will be available for purchase should you wish to partake. Again, it's Welcome to the Jingle Live at Indian Ladder Farms, located at 42 Altamont Road in Altamont, New York, 12009, on Saturday, August 19th, from 12 to 1 p.m. Be there or be square. Now, back to the pod. The Great Escape. The Great, Great, Great. Great Escape. I'm having myself a great one, Don Ferlazzo. And I'm Super Circus. Caitlin Kay. And this is Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle. Jingle. This is the podcast in which we take a deep dive into the fascinating world of local TV and radio jingles. And today. Oh. Um, yeah, what are you going to say? No exception. Oh, no exception this time, too. Someday we're going to get that exception. But today's not it. Because today we are going to take an escape. To the great one. A great, great, great? Great escape. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Ding! Oh, I missed my ding. I should have put the ding earlier. We are going to Lake George, NY, to visit um, a classic theme park. Another theme park. Theme park jingles because we have so many. And, uh, yeah, great escape. If you grew up in this area, you know it. You went there. And uh, they have a lot, they have a large, a large TV and radio presence. And we found a couple jingles today that we are going to play. Yeah, I, I fondly remember um, all these, or not, I won't say all the jingles, but seeing lots of television advertising uh, with The Great Escape, mm-hmm. you know, throughout my childhood. Uh, it was a place you wanted to be. You would go there on school field trips. You would go there after, you know, the day after prom with your friends. Um, you go there with your family. Uh, it's since become a Six Flags theme park, but it's still known as the Great Escape. They still use that branding. Um, It's got some great rides, like major roller coasters, uh, which I know we've talked about in the past Mm -hmm. when we, you know, hit on some other theme parks uh, that eventually had rides moved over to the Great Escape. The Comet Comet being the the big one. Caitlin, do you have any favorite rides from the Great Escape, aside from the Comet, which is the best one? And I know you've told the story about the Tabai, or what was it? Uh, the Swiss Family toboggan that uh, that tipped over, trapping me under it. In a weird, I uh, not I know what you did last summer. What was it? Final destination. Final destination. <laughs> Style, you know, near death experience. I was looking up um, theme park accidents, and somebody died in a similar accident. Like not. And her name was Caitlin Kay. <laughs> she burned down fifty years ago. In a, I don't like even a have a podcast accident. co-host. <laughs> Where like a a toboggan water thing flipped over and trapped people beneath it, drowning them in wow. a water slide. That's why when you buy that ticket, you sign that waiver. You know, uh-huh. it's a, it's in one transaction. 
Um, so do you have an actual favorite? Like if you were to go there, would you be like, oh man, I, I really wish I could ride this again or, or you would actually ride it again if it exists to this day? Uh, this is where I confess that I the, have never been to the Great Escape. But you went on that toboggan ride. That was not at the Great Escape. That was Six Flags from England. Oh. Well, that makes me kind of sad. I've never been to the you Great should, Escape. You should be to the. You should get to the Great Escape. I've never ever been. Their advertising didn't pull you in. I was not like we were not a roller coaster theme park family. Okay. So I never went. Even that trip to Six Flags New England with with a friend's family. It's like who unauthorized. Took, who took me? Yes. Your parents are like, "Where are you going, Caitlin?" And you're like, "We're going to the Amish country to churn some butter, Father." I've been. Please to... don't. Look into it any further. <laughs> I've been to Darien Lake, uh, and I've been to Six Flags New England, and that is it. I've never been to the Great Escape. I've passed it a billion times. All right. Well, I have a favorite ride that mm-hmm. I enjoyed the most at the Great Escape, and it's a classic ride that exists uh, at many other old-timey theme parks. Uh, I've seen this ride depicted in pop culture, and uh, I, I just know it's a universally utilized uh standard for for parks of this size uh at the great escape it was called the rotor do you remember the rotor or do you know what i'm talking about when i say the rotor is it like it kind of looks like flowers but it spins i don't know about the flowers part so it's it's basically a large uh it looks like a big tin can if you will Oh, when you're like stuck to the wall? You get stuck to the wall because it spins so fast. And then the mm-hmm. floor drops out and people are having fun. Their girl's hair is up against the wall. You know, people are trying to do funny things like lift their arms up. Or mm-hmm. I love that ride. I thought it was a ton of fun. It was a thrill when that floor drops out from under you because it sounded like the thing was breaking. Like it, you weren't really sure if it was supposed to do that. Are you standing on anything? Are you you're, you do it first? That's what I your... mean by the floor dropping out. So when you first get there, there's a big metal floor, and, and then you all stand there, and it starts to spin, and eventually, the force pulls you uh, up against the wall as you continue to spin, and then you're spinning so fast that you're no longer relying on the floor to keep you up on the wall. It's it's the spinning. So they purposely drop the floor down like two feet, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not even touching the floor anymore. So it's like it's part of the thrill. Um, and then before they finish spinning you, they, they restore the regular height of the floor. So when you do stop spinning you, you can just get right off it. Can you breathe? Yeah, I, I had no problem breathing. Um, sounds very I'm scary. sure somebody like would throw up on it. But the ironic thing is that if you were to throw up, it would just come right back and get you. Mm-hmm. Or You'd get your friend. it would get your friend to whichever side of you you know it was spinning. Um, so you, you would look at the person next to you like, I'm really relying on you to not throw up on this mm-hmm. ride. It's like, I guess the same thing would happen on a roller coaster. Like if you just don't want the person in front of you to throw up, you know? <clears throat> I don't love roller coasters. You do or don't love roller coasters? I don't. Coasters? Why? Kinda, what did they ever do to you? I'm kind of scared of the roller coasters. They're really high. They're yeah, really they high don't up. fall over. They're, it's not like a, you know, it, it, those are very secure. As long as you don't go flying off the track due to some... You know, terrible sabotage. Stand up and, sabotage. Take, and take my coat off on a roller coaster and then have my legs severed. <laughs> like, should be fine. <laughs> was it the head and feet? I think it was head and feet. It was head and feet. He was not. He was only a torso. Did he, but did he put his arms up as well to make sure that it was like cut off at the shoulders? So he was truly just a torso? Just delimbed. <laughs> Awful. Um, 
No, so that was my favorite ride, even though there were definitely better rides. That was one where I was like, whoa, this ride is completely underrated. We should be doing this all the time. And yet, you know, people are like, yeah, let's move along. I'm like, no, let's stay here. Um, they also had something called the Rainbow Ride. Do you remember that? You, you could see that from the road if you drove by it. That, like, sometimes it's like a Viking ship that goes, like, sort of swings up and down. Sometimes it swings all the way around. It works the same way as said Viking ship, although I don't think the Viking ship truly brings you upside down mm-hmm. and neither does the rainbow ride but yeah it was a it was on like a big pole and it would like rotate like this and and so you in this car on top that had a rainbow arching over it you were always you know what do you call it is it like a gyroscope or like you're always oriented in the proper direction but it's moving you from left to right and up and down and all around so you're Mm -hmm. you're spinning in a big circle and sometimes swinging back and forth that kind of sounds fun but you're not ever turning upside down because it's it's always keeping you level the whole time i'm not good at describing the technical nature of rides as uh y'all might have uh, noticed that one that one i might be able to do okay i don't know if they still have it but it was iconic because mm-hmm. it was right in front of the park when you walked in like it was next to the ticket booth you're like i'm doing that one next you're like that's yeah. not on my list of uh of rides that i wrote down though all right what else to well here take let it me, from here you did the research on this one let me tell you some history so the great escape located in lake george new york it opened in 1954 as storytown usa by a man named charles wood Storytown USA was a Mother Goose-themed theme park, mainly for little kids. Uh, I hope he had the rights to Mother Goose when he did that. I think it's like public domain, right? Like Even back then? Yeah. Mother, when was Mother Goose written? Like the Middle Ages. Oh, really? Oh, well Probably, then, yeah, right? public domain. <laughs> I I'm, don't know. I'm making I that Mother I, <laughs> Middle Ages. <laughs> It's definitely public domain. <laughs> They're like, there's like knights in shining armor, like reciting Mother Goose as they sword fight in 1492. In medieval England. Mother Goose sailed the ocean blue. Is that what the story goes? Yeah, that sounds right to me, and that's why we celebrate uh, her day mm-hmm. <clears throat> every October. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mother Goose discovered America. Um. Okay. Charles Wood. He bought the land for seventy five thousand dollars at the time. And he also, this man Charles Wood, founded the Double H Ranch with actor Paul Newman, hmm. which is, I guess, a camp for uh, seriously ill children. Okay, I guess yeah. it still I've, yeah, exists. I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, Double H. Uh, oh, and back in the day, in the 50s, the park would stick a bumper sticker on every single car in the lot. So totally like, legal. <laughs> Didn't piss off anybody. It pissed everybody off so they'd like go around and they'd stick bumper stickers on there and like you couldn't get them off and people would people complain so much that eventually they moved to cardboard signs that they would wire onto your bumper and this is when like the bumper was sort of removable and you could like tie something around a bumper so they moved to that so that you didn't have to peel it off but if you went there some like teenager would put a sticker on your did it car. say anything like i survived the storytown usa or, or it probably just said storytown god can you imagine how annoyed you would be if somebody had put a bumper sticker on like your your brand spanking new car there'd be fights yeah and you'd be like are you kidding me i paid to be here and you did this uh, luckily they don't do that anymore um the storytown changed their name to the great escape in 1983 Hmm, that's a good year for me so it has uh it's been a while and uh what else what are some other 
benchmarks for Great Escape. In, 19, in 1984, they got a roller coaster called the Steam and Demon. Oh, Steam with a T. Okay, gotcha. What did you think it was? Screaming Demon? I did. It's Steaming Demon, which I had heard of, and it always makes me think of a poop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you never want to take that poop and turn around and realize you got a demon in your bowl. Or like, I'm gonna, I gotta go lay down a steaming demon, or so. It's always made it's better me than think. the semen demon. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is the uh, it's the steaming demon. Uh, the ride used to be called the Ragin' Cajun because they bought it from a theme park in uh, Louisiana. Okay. It's so funny how these all these roller coasters come from some other place that, you know, had the capital to actually build them. And then they're like, ah, crap, we can't stay open. We ran out of money building the Steaming Demon. Yeah, they're all Or the Raging Cajun. And... Yeah. So it's really like a last man standing kind of situation. Like mm-hmm. the Great Escape has stood the test of time because they just kept their profit margins just good enough to keep operating while everybody else, you know, floundered and died. Yeah, I figured out the, the industry. You just uh, snap up those roller coasters and rename them, and then you get to keep them all. If you want to hear more about how to become a theme park you know, conglomerate and outlast your competition, listen to our other podcast, which is titled... Uh, I really put you on the spot here. <laughs> all I can think of is like Steam and Demons. Steam and Demons? Oh, that's, that's the worst one yet. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the... Send us your suggestions. <laughs> yes, uh, welcome at, to the jingle pod at gmail.com. What should we call our theme park tycoon podcast? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> uh, because successful theme parks steal. Yes. Uh, so 1994 is when they got the Comet. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that the Comet is from Crystal Beach. Pop. Pop. Yep. Pay it, one lives, price. it lives here now. Uh, so in 1996, which is much longer ago than I thought, a Great Escape sold to Premier Parks, which is the company that became Six Flags. But Great Escape is one of only three Six Flags properties that was allowed to keep their name. So oh. that is why they are now Great Escape Splashwater Kingdom, a Six Flags park, instead of like Six Flags like George. There's only three others that kept their original name who else did do you know um it is on the wikipedia i don't remember what the other three are oh boy i want to look that up i might look that up while we're doing something yeah um so they have some other rides there if you thought steam and demon sounded like poop like me then there's another ride called the canyon blaster Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which sounds painful (laughs) And if you thought that sounded painful, there's also a ride called Nightmare at Crack Axle Canyon. <laughs> nightmare. Oh, man, I got a real nightmare at the Crack Axle Canyon. <laughs> um, and there's also a ride called uh, There's Sasquatch, There's Screaming Eagles, and the Bonsai Pipeline. <laughs> and then he's all poop related. And then there's the Adirondack Outlaw, but those are just a couple. <laughs> It sounds like somebody who goes around to various truck stops in the uh, Adirondack region oh, and, real and does what must be done. That Adirondack outlaw laid a real canyon blaster. Canyon <laughs> it's a bl- real nightmare crack axle canyon. <laughs> <laughs> the 
<laughs> that's pretty great. Wait, somebody must have thought they were real funny when they were naming these. And like the the head of Six Flags was like, "That sounds good. I like. Sounds like a lot of action happens in that crack axle." <laughs> somebody put a steam and demon on the bonsai pipeline. <laughs> Uh, of fatalities because that's what you listen to this podcast for so i didn't find i found one fatality in 1975 when a 17 year old worker was somehow removing blocks from underneath the roller coaster and the roller coaster started oh my god um and he did uh and then in 19 no 2017 this was all over the news a girl, a 14-year-old girl fell out of a gondola and was caught by the crowd. Wow. They're like, they saw, oh, so she must have been like hanging and they're like, they're like, get ready to catch her. She's going to fall. Yeah. And she lived and she's fine. That's uh, heroic. But apparently like it was her own fault. She was horsing around mm-hmm. in the gondola. Uh, something else that came up when I was searching for accidents was a number of... 911 calls to the Great Escape because on the iPhone 14 there's something called like crash detection mm-hmm. where if it thinks you are in a car crash it will like call for help. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. It'll send your location and uh people had that on their phones and there were some rides that were triggering the crash detection and all of these uh first responders were coming to the Great Escape trying to find some sort of car crash. <laughs> Look, it seems that there was a car crash at like Mother Goose's cabin. Like we've got to go mm-hmm. check it out. Like that's weird. People don't usually drive through the theme. Po- oh, it's a ride. Somebody was. We t- did it again, didn't we? Was t-boned at the Sasquatch. <laughs> the Adirondack Outlaw strikes again, uh, which seems like it should be a more common problem. People taking their phones with them and thinking that they've been in accidents. Interesting. I never would have thought of that. And that's a. Uh, it's a little bit of history on The Great Escape. I didn't look up a ton on Splashwater Kingdom. So it has a new name, though, because we knew it as The Great Escape and then Great Escape and Splashwater Kingdom. But did you see the Wikipedia, what the new name is? What's the new name? It's Six Flags, Great Escape, and Hurricane Harbor. That's stupid. So instead of Splashwater Kingdom, they're like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's capitalize on all these natural disasters that are making headlines these days. So now they are Six Flags? Well, no, there's still Six Flags Great Escape, but instead of Splashwater Kingdom, it's and Hurricane Harbor. Oh. So that's that's the new thing. It's not Great Escape and Hurricane Harbor a Six Flags thing? Because that's what it used to be. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia here. Um, the logo just says Six Flags Great Escape, but the big... The big branding is Great Escape. Okay. Slogan, New York's most thrilling theme park. Might be our only theme park. Well, no, we got Darien Lake. In the jingle, they say it's uh, New York's largest fun park. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other two, you're probably seeing the same thing. I The other two that got to keep their names were La Ronde in Montreal, Canada. And Frontier City in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay. I wonder I wonder what about those places that made them say, like, hey, we got to keep it. It just must be that... Part of the deal when they bought it? I doubt it's part of the deal and just more so just smart branding where they're like, hey, this, this place has been around forever. It's doing really well. Because, like, Great Escape was never in, I don't think, any sort of financial trouble, right? It was just 
Six Flags came in and made him an offer they couldn't refuse. It was like a lot of theme parks. This Charles Wood. It was just like a fam. It was a guy. It was a family-owned thing, and it was time for him to sell. And we already like this area sort of already has a Six Flags. If you think of Six Flags, think of Six Flags New England, which isn't that far away. Hey, I'm looking at this. I like this little line here in Wikipedia. For the 2007 season, the Great Escape rethemed their dive show to a pirate-themed show, branded their pizza restaurant a Papa John's. And brought back the Superstars and Legends Elvis show, which featured throughout the summer not only Elvis, but Buddy Holly and Billy Joel. So 2007, they're like, guys, we got to freshen this up. Buddy Holly and Billy Joel, the two biggest acts Mm -hmm. of current day radio. One of them is alive. One of them is alive, but he's drunk and driving a motorcycle through the park. Mm -hmm. So get your crash detection ready. (laughs) He is actually going to hurt somebody. He is our Adirondack outlaw. <laughs> I, I love Billy Joel, by the way. Um, <clears throat> and I think he's done a lot better in, in recent years. Thanks for listening, Billy Joel. We, we support you. <laughs> um, get, on Billy Joel for just a moment here. Uh, so there was this iconic, well, it was iconic to me as a kid, album um, that came out in 2000. There was the year, it was like the year 2000, like New Year's Eve, or I guess 1999 into New Year's Eve like millennium concert Mm -hmm. and uh like apparently he was so drunk at this show that like he was not making sense and sang awful and it was like one of the worst like shows of all time but i have the album version and i wasn't at that show because i wasn't at madison square garden on new year's eve 1999 i was Mm -hmm. like you know in nassau new york um and not the long island part um but apparently it was like so bad that they like but they planned on making it an album so they just completely removed his vocals and then had like sober billy joel record the live show all over again for oh, them no way. yeah and i'm just like what it's so cheesy and it's just i just always believed he put on this amazing concert and in reality he did it it was a shit show no. um worst night of his life probably yeah, i guess so but i billy has cleaned up his act and it, honestly it's you know he's one of my favorite artists of all time so um <laughs> I want You're really him. bending I want, over backwards too. Uh, I want Billy to know. I'm looking at a signed picture of Billy Joel framed in my office across from me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. William Martin <clears throat> Joel. How old do you think he is? I'll, I'll tell you if you can't guess. I'm going to guess 72. You're so close. He's 73. Okay. Well, then I did pretty good. Because, you know, he started in the 70s. Like, you know, his... Well, no, I would say even he, he his first musical foray into like professional musicianship was in like the late 60s <clears throat> but he himself was recording albums mm-hmm. under his own name in the early 70s he uh <clears throat> he married a 23 year old recently uh katie lee was 23 at the time in like what year though 2004 wow she must have been impressed when her lover's <laughs> Songs were featured in the 2007 Great Escape dive show. <laughs> it's a real dive. They're like playing Only the Good Die Young. It's like some stunt diver is like, like Only way the Good up. Dive Young. Yeah. Was everything just a dive parody, I wonder? <laughs> Gotta live like you're diving. Only the Good Dive Young. <laughs> That'd be really easy to just change out dive for die. Uh-huh. Wanted, dead or a dive. <laughs> Wanted. <laughs> I'm gonna dive into the river of dreams. <laughs> like somebody's like a stand-up comic just did a whole slew of like <laughs> Billy Joel puns. 
And yes, I'm aware all, half of those songs I just referenced or we referenced were not by Billy Joel, but we're bringing mm-hmm. it back. All right. Well, let's bring it back to The Great Escape. We are 22, almost 23 minutes into this episode. Nobody's even heard a freaking jangle yet. Play them jangles. <clears throat> all right. We're going to play two jangles today. Feel free to vamp while I pull up my... Pull it up on YouTube. Is Mr. Bojangles a Billy Joel song? Is that? I think Mr. Bojangles is a dog on an SNL skit, but it's definitely a reference to something that was over my head. I don't know either. I'm thinking of something else. Not important. All right. So the first one we're going to, going to listen to on YouTube, uh, the title of the video is Storytown slash Gaslight Village Commercials. Now, we're after the Great Escape version of Storytown. Gaslight Village is, for people who are getting excited that we just mentioned them on this podcast, has been suggested to us numerous times. Um, I guess it was another theme park up in Lake George. Their jingle is not complete, if you will. It's like 20 seconds and 85% of it is Fodio dough. Yeah, they they say funny made up words, like in the way that back in the day Disney used to do. Like, think back to Mary Poppins uh, singing, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. They would make up words rather than write comprehensive songs. Um, Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. (laughs) Hi-ho. You're like, wait a minute. You didn't have time to put together, like, a song that was about something? Um, They were also very drunk. Alakamula, Mishikabula, uh-huh. Bibbidi, Bobbidi, Boo. So back in the day, I guess it just made sense to just say the name of the advertiser and then a bunch of gibberish. And people are like, ah, yes, that is the appropriate amount of information in a song. I wouldn't want to learn anything else. So, Gaslight <clears throat> Village, yesterday's one today. Fody O Do. Yeah, that might be as much Gaslight Village as you get out of our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's catchy, it's campy, um, but that's what Caitlin just cited is. The entire jingle. Do better. So yeah, come on, Gaslight Village. No wonder you went out of business in the sixties or whenever. But um, in the meantime, so go to YouTube Storytown slash Gaslight Village commercial, and then jump ahead to like four minutes and thirty four seconds, uh, and that's where you're going to find this version of the Great Escape jingle, which to me is definitely in the eighties, uh, but possibly early nineties. Here we go. You need an escape and you rate one So have yourself a great one The Great Escape Break out and fly, let loose, ride high Set yourself free in the wonderful world of fantasy With 100 ride shows and attractions, we've grown into a great new name Storytown is now The Great Escape The Great Escape The Great, Great, Great Great Escape so there you have it, The Great Escape's um, triumphant rebrand, which if they're saying Storytown is now The Great Escape, then it must be 1983, right? 1983 or soon after. Probably the first season after they changed their name where people still needed to be reminded. That makes sense. Uh, Caitlin, reaction to this charming jingle. Some of the words I don't understand. Um, Give us a great example. <laughs> The the second one, I don't even know what they're saying enough to to guess. Uh, you need an escape. We listened to this several times before we started recording. You need an escape and you rate one. So have yourself a great one. And there's another one where they're like, come on, let's 
glue with the flu bitty boo set yourself free that when i when they start to set yourself free with a wonderful world of fantasy but there's the part right before that i don't understand what something about like to do let let it fly like they're showing trapeze artists and such let it go should we listen to it again yeah. we've listened to this one a lot people and we're just not quite sure what's going on um so we're gonna play it again same one here we go you need an escape and you rate one So have yourself a great one The great escape Break out and violent loose right high Set yourself free in the wonderful world of fantasy With 100 ride shows and attractions We've grown into a great new name Storytown is now the great escape The great escape The great, great, great Great escape Set yourself free and to fly. It sounds about. It sounds like they're saying vibe. Catch a vibe. Come on, let's ride and catch the vibes. Set <laughs> yourself free in a wonderful world of fantasy. Yeah, I, I think this is a this is a toe tapper. It's really good. It almost ma- doesn't matter what they're saying. Like the energy is where we need it to be to to tell us, hey, come to this place. You're gonna have fun. The the video, which I mean, we're not technically reviewing the video. We're talking about the jingle, but the video ties in very nicely to exactly what is being said in the song. So the, so it complements it quite well. You see people doing flips and catching each other. Um, we see something very interesting when they mention the wonderful world of fantasy, and that is like a giant ceramic head of a clown. Just like. It's a very stoic clown. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the Buddha almost, but a, if the Buddha was a clown, <laughs> just sort of like, mm, yeah. and we linger on it for like a slow count of two, yeah. and then uh, we're back to the great escape. Yeah, it was weird that they were like in the wonderful world of fantasy. Like, who's like actively hoping for this clown to be there? They're like, it's the centerpiece. Like, we pray to this thing. <laughs> Like it actually signs our paychecks and just determines who lives and who goes underneath the roller coaster and moves the blocks out from under the wheels. <laughs> Tribute must be paid to the giant clown. <laughs> All must submit to the clown. <laughs> your firstborn becomes a clown. Shed your blood while the clown watches. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the jingle is when it it turns into a little, the guy's voice takes on maybe a slightly psychedelic Elton John in the 70s quality. Okay. Set yourself free in a wonderful world of fantasy. <laughs> I, I hear a little Freddie Mercury in there. I'm imagining sort of a a guy in a top hat with a feather in the top hat and he <laughs> prances out from behind the clown. <laughs> and he like, he like out of his sleeve shoots a bunch of like cards like a magician. Yes. Um, it's a fun jingle. I think it's really fun, and I, I like the tag of the great, 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 ding, great escape. You know, and there's a lot going on. There's this great, an- again, we're talking about the video here, but like, there's this fun animated like sequence of like the great escape logo all in gold, and it's like sparkling, and there's this beautiful purple and blue night sky with lots of stars sparkling. Um, but they call it the great escape fun park in this video. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a that's a fun one. It's not the one I remember from when I was a kid. Uh, you know, I I was born in '83. I'm assuming this is like you said, the the year after um, would have been '84. I wasn't watching TV back then, as far as I know. So 
you know, this is this is a good sounding jingle. It doesn't sound like it's it's not like screaming eighties with like with the synthesizers and the and the drum beats that you know come came from a Casio keyboard. Like, it's just a good sounding jingle. Mm-hmm. You like yeah. it? You like this one? I do like it. There's there's actually a couple more that I found for Great Escape that we're not even playing, but they're all like a little bit. They're all a little bit different. Okay. They're all a little bit the same. This this one is good because there is so much to hear and so much to understand. And do, there is a clown. Now we do have another one queued up. It it yes. sounds to me like this one's from the '90s, and this one I I I remember. They mentioned the comet, which. Do we recall when that showed up? I know we talked about it in the Crystal Beach episode. Um, 1994, they got the comet. And then I think they spent some years putting it together and building a space for it. In the 90s. It was mid-90s. Okay, but but this this next one references Mm -hmm. the comet as if it's already ready to go. And yet, it's got the same tagline and logo uh, at the end of the, the, the video. So let's give this one a listen. This one's called Great Escape TV Commercial. Um, It's about 7,600 views uploaded 11 years ago on YouTube. Great Escape TV Commercial. Here we go. The Steaming Demon and the Comet. Pirate ship. Come on, get on it. Raging River Rapids ride. Super Circus. What a time. Daring High Dive Cobra 2. Take the plug. There's lots to do. Bring the family. Have a fling. For just one price. Get everything. Get two parks for the price of one at the Great Escape and Splashwater Kingdom. With more than 125 rides, shows, and attractions, it's New York's largest fun park. The Great Escape Splashwater Kingdom! All right, so I definitely stand corrected there. I'm like, oh, it has the same like musical ending and same like logo and everything. Not true. Um, it was Now it's Great Escape Splashwater Kingdom, and they did add a water park feature to the... Uh, to the park eventually that has happened by this time mm-hmm. so it's completely different um and obviously I, I i should have remembered this because the best part about this jingle is the announcement at the very end of the splashwater kingdom right the great escape splashwater kingdom splashwater kingdom like this girl like mm-hmm. reaches into her soul and just pulls out the enthusiasm um i love the fact that it's quick spoken word um and it's it's just a nice little back and forth between this mm-hmm. this adorable woman and this this man with a real deep voice who pirate ship come on get on it yeah come on get on it um, raging river rapids ride They're like oh wow like where's this like, smooth baritone gonna take me everybody come inside <laughs> just come pay on. that tribute to the clown <laughs> <laughs> or else you'll live in Storytown like wait what like forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the clown is always presiding over mm-hmm. every, anything that happens there. Someday, like there'll be a nuclear blast, and you know the clown, the, a- the clown will be there, just like just standing there, just untouched. What did, what did it mean to the people of of Lake George? Have you ever paid tribute to the clown? If so, write us at uh, mm-hmm. welcome to the jingle pod at gmail dot com. Are you the clown? I- um, we we submit to you. <laughs> Did the clown write these jingles, yes or no? The clown is the deep voice. The, <laughs> and the clown is the reason why they were able to keep their name. Like the Six Flags lawyers were like, we're sorry, but we bought you out and we're going to have to rename the park. And he was like, are you really serious now? 
I'm going to sacrifice you like a cow. <laughs> right. Come to let me eat your soul. The clown will conquer every hole. Oh my god. The clown is conquering holes <laughs> now. Conquering the holes. lawyers have been threatened with their privacy. Conquering holes, he's eating souls. Wow. Yeah, basically the clown turns you into a, a crack axle <laughs> explosion. Uh that would be the nightmare at crack axle canyon. <laughs> The Nightmare Crack Cycle Canyon sounds like a Goosebumps title that I do not want to read. Nightmare at Crack Axel Canyon. <laughs> um, so what do you think of this version of the jingle? It's a lot of fun. It's a little more modern. You hear those 90s um, orchestral hits, like the bam, you know, mm-hmm. the um, where it sounds like there's strings and a horn section that are just hitting a note at the same time to really drive home a point. It's a, it's a classic manic 90s jingle. Mm-hmm. They're in a hurry. They had a lot to tell you. Not too much time. Mm-hmm. Only 30 seconds. We have a soundboard and uh, we have our our session singers for 55 minutes. And we're going to throw everything at you. Now, you would ask off air, like, did the same singer who sang Water Slide World perform this song as well? And my thought was no. I mean, logically, probably no, but... In my head, they share the same DNA. Okay. Maybe sisters. Like, the, I'm imagining, I really love the way you feel, but she can also really belt out Splashwater Kingdom. <laughs> like this, this particular voiceover artist, this singer, was like really specialized in water-related fun parks mm-hmm. and fun in general. And so, you know, they were like, let's, let's bring her in, you know, Denise or whatever her name is. Like, bring her in. She, she delivers when it comes to wet water attractions that like are going to drive the kids mm-hmm. wild she has range so she can really love the way you feel or she can scream at you i'm kind of interested though it was called Splashwater kingdom splash water was all one word did you notice that mm-hmm. splash water splash water kingdom who the clown is the king of I, I, that's kingdom. what i'm thinking like like I just got to go to Splashwater Kingdom. Like what? Like yeah, it's this, it's this whole royal place, you know. It's presided over by the clown. It's one word. It's not water that is splashed. It's splash water. Mm-hmm. Water that is of the splash. <clears throat> like a what is that? Blackwater security contracting. It's Splashwater Kingdom. Splashwater Kingdom. Splashwater. But no longer. Now it's straight up Hurricane Harbor. And that is two words. Thank you very much. I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't insult our intelligence by trying to cram that into one word. They're like, yeah, oh, these people, they don't, have, they don't have the mental capacity to read two words. Just shove them together and they'll assume it's one thing. Because we don't get hurricanes here. We can uh, name our theme parks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you go down south, you know, you're in North Carolina and, you know, you name it that and people are like, you're a jerk. <laughs> like... Isn't there something called Blizzard Beach somewhere? Does that make sense to you? Blizzard Beach is a, or was, I don't know if it still exists, but it was at Disney World um, mm. in Florida, and it was there. They don't get blizzards. They don't get blizzards, like so it's okay it. to talk about it, mm-hmm. whereas up here, like, we have people, like, literally die in blizzards. So, you know, we, we don't joke about that stuff up here. Yeah, we can name something Meth Mountain. We can't do that in Florida. Oh, yeah, Meth Mountain. <laughs> and you can't do that in Florida? Why? Is Florida bad on meth? Yeah. I don't know. They have sense. the most meth. They have all the meth? It's an epidemic. Okay, I didn't know that. Bath, bath it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a plan academic. I think is. <laughs> the, the government gave Florida. Math. <laughs> it's a plan academic. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't have like bath salt beach there. 
Oh, I forgot about the bath salts thing. Oh, that was definitely Florida. That would have been in our previous episode. Uh, Richie Phillips probably had a year-end uh, song about. <laughs> he stuck that in there. He's like, bath salts coming at you. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't have, that's not a problem anymore, though, right? Like, people aren't eating each other's faces with bath salts? Or is it just not making headlines? I don't know. I, you know, I never quite knew what they were. Are bath salts something you would pour in the bath, like... Like Epsom salts? Is that what that is? I think Like it would like soothe your aches and pains? But if you ate them, did you turn into a zombie? I think maybe it was a drug that looked like bath salts. B-A-T-A. I'm a... Great podcasting, by the way. This is now... It's very important that we get to the bottom of this for you. You're driving. You can't stop and look this up on your phone. We're doing you a favor. Yeah, you're like, uh, people... This is called people who don't do drugs have to look up what bath salts are okay they're called cathinones more commonly known as bath salts they're human-made stimulants uh this is i can't, ain't nobody got time for that just tell me what, uh, what is it a slideshow they can be labeled as this is the nih.gov uh, bath salts plant food jewelry cleaner phone screen cleaner psychoactive substance um, those are all the things that go into a single batch of bath salts, or are each of those their own bath salt? I think you can make bath salts out of those things. People typically swallow, snort, smoke, or inject the bath salts. Much is unknown about how they affect the brain. They can give you paranoia, hallucinations, increased friendliness, increased sex drive, oh, panic oh, hey. attacks, excited delirium, extreme agitation, violent behavior. Molly... That I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Molly is also ecstasy. It's the same thing. I thought Molly was somehow like less serious because <laughs> her name is Molly. Right, sure. Um, that is also made from like the same stuff as bath salts, kind of. What do bath salts do? I think we already know. It gives you increased friendliness. Euphoria, alertness. It doesn't mention eating faces which i thought was the big headline yeah that was a huge headline somebody down in florida like like cornered somebody and, and ate their face on the news i hate face, and now people just want to give me actual bath salts how dare they i don't take baths and if i did i certainly wouldn't put salt in there I don't I'm, I'm not the girl from splash i don't need salt in my tub to turn I, into a merman i don't need to sit in my own filth Don't take baths. Okay, so don't do drugs, uh, especially not bath salts, unless you want to be friendly and um, have a lot of fun. Yeah, but you know, you listed all the things that they do, and there were only two good things in that whole list. It was like increased friendliness and increased sex drive. It was like that is all, but well, everything else was like a major problem. Like I don't like those odds. You'd be like, oh man, like. I got like a 20% chance of this going well. Yeah, I'm definitely in. Let's do the bath salts. Face eating. I, I don't have a good effect if it's, if it's still a problem or not. Well, but up here, we could name it like Great Escape and Bath Salt Kingdom because mm-hmm. we don't have this problem up here. The Great Escape, Bath Salt Kingdom. <laughs> we eat your face. If you're, if you're on the streets, um, here's some other names for bath salts. Okay. Flacca. 
Ivory Wave, Vanilla Sky, Cloud Nine, Blue Silk, Purple Sky, Bliss, Purple Wave, Red Dove, Zoom, Bloom, Ocean Snow, Lunar Wave, Meow Meow, <laughs> Sextasy, Ocean Burst, mm, Ocean Burst is my favorite flavor, White Rush, and the last one is Meph. M-E-F-F? M-E-P-H. M-E-P-H, okay. It's not meth, it's meth. I mean, if you do a lot of meth, do you lose the ability to say it properly because you've lost all your teeth? Oh, that's so funny. And you're like, oh, shit, I just want actual meth, but I can't say it right. They keep giving me bath salts. I'm a real meth head. I'm a meth head. I have meth mouth. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Don't do meth. Also, like, it has that many street names. Like, you go, what if you're in, like, a different city and you're like, all right, I really need this. And I have to go through this list on Wikipedia to to order just this one batch you're like can i get some vanilla sky and they're like what you're like i mean purple rain they're like no you're like ah uh, meth <laughs> you're just like, like uh sorry guy but we do have meow meow yeah we have meow are you asking for meow meow he's like yes meow meow that's on the list <laughs> that is what i want do you have any meow meow and he's like no we don't have any meow meow we only have ocean burst flavored sex to see <laughs> that's all we got my guy like this like this this drug dealer who's like really specific he's like if you don't order it properly i can't give it to you like legally i'll I'll be liable if i give you the wrong drug and you're upset that i didn't give you the right one you've got to order lunar wave charlie (laughs) it's another one lunar wave charlie Lunar Wave is one, Charlie's another. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Lunar Wave Charlie sounds like, you know, a, a surfer in like a 1955, mm-hmm. you know, uh, f- surfing film with Annette uh, Funicello and and the other guy who was with her. Next party, I'm just going to introduce myself as Meph and just see people. You're going to say, hi, my name is Meph? I'd be like, hi, uh, I'm, I'm Jen. Oh, I'm Meph. <laughs> and just like see their eyes trying to compute what I exactly said. Like, did she say it was meth? Say, no, no, meth. What Je- the? Jess? Me- me- did she say meth? And the whole time they're going to be like, I swear that girl's name is meth. I guarantee did you though. I guarantee you they'll remember your name. Like, I have a problem if I'm introduced to somebody. I'll think, I better remember their name. Oh, while I said that, they gave me their name and I do not know their name. And it will like stress me out for the rest of the time that I'm with that person. And I will do everything I can to avoid saying their name while also trying to discover their name. And, uh, but if somebody said their name was meth, I got it. Like the most unique weird thing I've ever heard. If you've had like a drink and you're just, it's a little loud and you're meeting like your, your friend brought their friend and you don't know them really well. And you're just doing introductions and they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm John friend meth. Yeah, I could work. Would you would you challenge me? Would you be like Meth? Or would you just be like, uh-huh? I'd be like, that's such a pretty name. Oh my goodness. What is it? Is it's it... short for Mephly. Yeah. <laughs> Mephly. Um so back I don't know how relevant this is, but back in my college days we were <clears throat> in an a cappella group and we would go to high schools and colleges and stuff and do what were called a cappella workshops where we would, you know, sit in front of their music class and show them a cappella in action. And every once in a while, or not every once in a while, every time we would have to introduce ourselves in front of all these students. And so we would go one down the line. We had like 16 guys in the group. We're like, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm Brian. I'm Jeremy. And it got to me. And I had just seen the movie 
uh, what was that movie? Artificial Intelligence, mm-hmm. AI. It's a Spielberg movie that came out in like the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to say, my name is Jude Law, because he started it. Mm-hmm. And But like we were d- doing rapid fire. We'd be like, Jeff, Brian, Jeremy. And then I go, Jabla. <laughs> and then, and then everything stops. And like everybody in the group looks at me like, Jabla? And I'm just like, oh, I was trying to be funny and I said it wrong. Like I was trying to say Jude Law, which is like at the time was completely relevant, but yeah. it's been like Jabla over here is gonna be our second tenor. Yeah, Jabla's gonna show us how to do vocal percussion. Go ahead, Jabla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sticks in my mind as a, a weird uh, one of those moments where you're really trying to be funny and you just fall so flat on your face that that it hurts. That 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 was me at that moment. So it might not go as well as you think, but I do encourage you to try because if it hits, you're going to be just the queen of the party. I kind of, uh, we went to a wedding this summer where I did, we didn't know a lot of people and mm. that would have been the perfect opportunity for me to try out meth. Try out meth? Methly. Mephica. <laughs> people are going to like the bride and groom like, yeah, you know, your friend meth seems like she seems really cool. Like who is meth? And, 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 like, and the bride and groom are like, there's nobody here named meth. What are you talking about? <laughs> Like, you are too drunk. You have to go home. Go back to the hotel. No, a girl, a yellow dr- Meth. Her name is Meth. She said it. <laughs> like, somebody, you've done the bath salts for sure. Her name is definitely Caitlin. <laughs> I'd be like, I swear to you, she said Meth. <laughs> the girl the bride is like, I think you're on Meth because you misheard her name that that incredibly wrong. Um well, anyway, this is a, jing- a podcast about jingles. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I, I was a little disappointed when I was thinking, hey, let's do the uh, the Great Escape jingle. I was thinking of the one that goes, greater than ever, the Great Escape, better adventure, the Great Escape. Uh, we got games and rides, so don't be late. Come on in, the water's great. I can't find it. Did you find that one? No, I think there were there was one or two others that I played that seemed like slight variations. A lot of them were oh, like the d- big donut ads. Okay. Um and weren't full fledged songs. I don't think I heard that one though. All right. Yeah. I mean, this one was definitely a donut. Like as much as I sang was the the first part of the donut, the the dough part. Mm-hmm. And then you have the middle part where they did all the talking that came next. And then maybe at the end they were like, The Great Escape. Um The Donut. No, the well, the donut is just like a bunch of things crammed mm-hmm. together, and there might be like a time for the singer to breathe, but but that is it. You can't fit much in the donut. Nope. Yeah, the you know, no well endowed uh, singers. It's just too small of a space to cram into. Um, well, I think that's it. Do you have anything else for the Great mm. Escape? Um, I don't. Maybe someday I'll go, but I think it's too late for me. It's too late for you. You really think so? I mean, the the, the rides can accommodate adults. I'm afraid. You don't uh, want to. You don't want to die. I'll go to Splashwater Kingdom. <laughs> you don't want to die or soil yourself based on the names of these rides. I don't want to go to the rotor. I don't want to have a nightmare in my crack axle. <laughs> you, you know, a lot of people lost sleep when they had a nightmare in their crack axle. <laughs> go to the Bonsai Pipeline. <laughs> Have a Sasquatch in the Adirondack Outlaw. You know, a lot of these ride names sound like drugs. Like you could probably ask for a, a drug by citing these names in, in a major city. Like if you're in Miami and you say these words, they'll be like, "I think what you mean is this," and they'll mm-hmm. give you something very potent. I'm gonna need a couple grams of Canyon Blaster. <laughs> Canyon Blaster sounds like a uh, a hygiene product. Medical grade Canyon Blaster. All of these. Is your demon not quite steaming? 
Is your demon not quite steaming? Hard to say. Hard to say. Some candy blaster. Anyway, I think it's about time that we go ahead and announce our next episode, Caitlin. Do you know what it is? I hope you're ready to have a good time because it will be Pudgy's Good Time Pizza and Subs. It's Good Time Pizza and Subs. Um, I'm excited about this one. I have actually eaten at a Pudgy's several times, in fact. A long time ago in my college days, but I have fond memories of Pudgy's because I had a lot of fun in college. I'm looking forward to that one. Have you ever had Pudgy's, Caitlin? No, I went to college in a totally different part of the state, and we did not have Pudgy's. But did you ever have any pizza or subs that gave you those good time feelings? Definitely pizza. <laughs> no subs? You weren't a sub girl? Uh, the subs, I just remember being wet. So, no. Wet subs? Gone. Wet with what? <laughs> like, wet. did they dunk it in water like it was like a, somebody at a hot dog eating contest? Just like wet bread, like wet. Con- condensation subs. Ah, uh, I mean, listen. Like, I want. I, I I hate a dry sub. So if I'm gonna have a sub, I'm, I'm gonna want some sort of mayo on it or Italian dressing. Subs, I remember are wet. I think maybe it was the oil and vinegar. too much oil and vinegar. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that that can be a problem. Pizza, yes. Subs or those cold cuts that are like so slimy because they've been there too long. You don't want that kind of wet sub. No, this was a. I've just never had a good quality sub, but I, that's probably because I've never been to a Pudgy's. Got to be honest, never had the subs at a Pudgy's. Only and the pizza? Only the pizza. And only the sheep pizza, too. The we'll get it. We'll get it. You know, save it for the next episode. Okay. I don't want to give away all my Pudgy stories because I just did in that one sentence. No, keep but, it to uh, yourself. But we're looking forward to it. But this was a fun episode. I'm really glad we got to talk about The Great Escape. I'm excited uh, that we're going to bring you to The Great Escape because... Mm-hmm. You haven't been there, and like I said, there are, are adult-sized seats in most of the attractions. Not going to go. They don't put the bumper stickers on your car anymore, as far as I know, so you can safely drive your vehicle there knowing you're going to come out to a clean bumper. The clown compels me. <laughs> I really hope that clown is still there. <laughs> I will say this. There is a, a portion of The Great Escaper, and by is, I mean there was 20 years ago when I last went, Um you would be on this ride i think it was like the the log flume ride and part of it was bringing you kind of like backstage for lack of a better term of the of the great escape and you would see these old miniaturized houses from storytown from its storytown days that were just like sitting there rotting Mm -hmm. and you'd be like look at all those like little houses and like you know cool like I don't know clown heads and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like there was a bunch of stuff like in this like weird amusement park graveyard that you could see when you were on that ride that otherwise was not for the eyes of the public and then they'd be like hey get back in there you're going down the slide thing now and you're like ah and you go down and have a good time but um I can only imagine that's been gutted or 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 mother nature has you know absorbed it because you know those were made out of wood for sure the clown is eternal no the clown is forever Mm -hmm. um I will walk around there trying to find that clown. Um, oh, you didn't know this. They had an Alice in Wonderland section of uh, of The Great Escape. It was like it was like a Alice in Wonderland like garden, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you'd walk in, and then you'd have to walk into like a small door. Remember in in the the movie or the she book, she shrinks. She shrinks, and so mm-hmm. you'd go through this, and then you'd be in this like garden, and there would just be kind of like these stations. 
like Stations of the Cross, except for Alice in Wonderland moments. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, look, here's like the, the cat and here's the Mad Hatter. And it was all part of just like a winding path. Like nothing would happen on it. It was just like relive Alice in Wonderland in this like adorable walking tour. Huh. Um, there was a there was a bunch of old things like that from the Storytown section. Um, there was also a a horse and carriage ride where you could ride in Cinderella's like pumpkin carriage with a real okay. horse and a real horse a real horse can you believe it mm-hmm. and it would just bring you in in an oval i want to say around this miniature castle in the middle but you were like you would just get to ride in the pumpkin and there would be a real dude whipping that horse being like, just keep going in circles, old Bessie, or mm-hmm. whatever the horse's name was. And you'd be like, this is a thrill. Like, I'm going in a circle, just like Cinderella must have? I don't know. Just like Cinderella. <clears throat> uh, so so you're missing a lot. Okay. I can only assume it's all still there and uh, and well-kept. Um, but there are actually a lot of fun, you know, modern rides at, at this place, and, and I think we'll have a good time. Maybe. But until then, we're just going to have to dream about that clown and, and more... Mm-hmm. You know, more importantly, dream about the the good time that we're going to have when we talk about Pudgy's Pizza and Subs. So that was fun, Caitlin. Great to be back again. Uh, and again, for those listening out there, uh, I'm Don Ferlazzo. And I'm Caitlin Kay. And this has been Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle. Jingle. Bye. See you next time, folks. We miss you. But we'll see you again soon. If I see you. Well, actually, you'll hear us. <laughs> Goodbye.